Hey everybody, it's Pastor Will. Welcome or welcome back to the Brazos Fellowship Podcast. Thank you for listening today. And at the end of this episode, please take a moment to subscribe to this podcast if you aren't already. But more importantly, I hope the following presentation inspires you to take the next step in your faith journey. Enjoy. All right. Good morning, everybody. It is great to see you guys. Thank you so much for being here, kicking off the Christmas season together. Um, Before I dive into the message, I want to do a quick announcement. As we close up 2023, I want to ask you to commit with me. Let's finish strong. And here's what I mean by that, that many of us over this last year have committed to be percentage givers towards the house of God here at church. And, and maybe it was 5%, maybe it was what the Bible calls a tithe, 10% of everything that God has blessed us with. We bring it back as an action of worship unto God. And, but I know that even with our best intentions, sometimes we don't quite get there. So I want to encourage you to do what Leslie and I have to do many times. My wife and I have to sit down and figure up, where are we? We're about to finish the year. Like, have we done what we committed to do? I want to ask you to honor your commitments that you have made to God as we get to the end of the year. And let's finish strong. And it would put us in a great place as we go into 24 to be able to do even greater things uh, as we serve God together. So I just want to encourage you to do that. And God tells us in his word that he honors those who honor him. Wherever we put him first, God says he will bless. So I just want to encourage you to consider that as we finish out the year. Now, without further ado, we're kicking off a brand new series today entitled Christmas is for Everyone. And we're going to talk specifically today about this idea of joy. Now, you may not be aware of this, but the Christmas story mentions joy like eight different times. Now, I, I say that, and I know some of you may be hearing that saying, well, Will, uh, if I could be really honest, joy is hard to come by at Christmas time for me. And that may be, uh, it's been true for you for years, and it may be true because you have lost somebody that you love and you miss, like painfully miss. Maybe you've been through a breakup. Maybe you've been through a divorce. Maybe um, somebody, yeah, in some form or fashion has abandoned you. They've walked out on you, and it has left a void. It, was, it is painful, it is hard, and you're still lonely because of their, their leaving. And uh, maybe it, it comes in, in some other form in your life, but it hurts, and it leaves this void where you're kind of wondering, like, how, how is joy even possible? And you, many people, I mean, this is so common this time of year, people have kind of a low-grade depression and anxiety that those tend to go together, and it's just a very difficult time of year. So how, how do we connect with joy? How do we tap into this resource of joy that God says that he brought, that he's made available to all people through the Christmas stories. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Now, I want to make a delineation before we go any further as we talk about joy between happiness and joy, or at least happiness as our culture, our world defines it. Let's take a look at the difference. Let's, let's compare those two real quick. Happiness <clears throat> tends to be what based on what happens to us. It is external circumstances. They're acting us. In other words, we tend to be, or most people say, well, I'm happy. And what they mean is my circumstances are happy. Like, good things are happening to me. As long as good things keep happening to me, then I am happy, right? But that is a very temporary state, if that is what you're looking to, to make you happy. Joy is quite a bit different. 
Joy isn't based on what happens to us. It's based on how we respond to what happens to us. It's based on our choices, internalized choices. So it is not external, it's internal. It's about our internal characters, what we choose. Very, uh, in a very literal sense, joy is something we choose. So therefore, it's not temporary, it's long-lasting. Joy is something that can be carried with us throughout life, even through the darkest of days, difficult as time, some of the worst storms of life, we can hold on to joy, not some glib happiness, but a deep joy of knowing in the end, everything is going to be okay because God has got me. I'm gonna give you a definition I think has been so helpful for me and very profound uh, by Kay Warren in her book, Choose Joy. She says this, joy is the settled assurance that God is in control of every detail in my life. The quiet confidence that ultimately everything will be all right. When was the last time you told God, God, I'm trusting that you're going to make everything all right? And sometimes that's hard to do as you look around the world and say, it ain't all right right now, but I know that you will make it all right. And finally, she says, and the determined choice to praise God in all things, to praise him no matter what, praise him in the storms of life, and that he is there with you. And we're going to talk about this idea of joy and how it gets under attack and fire in our lives so much of the time. As a matter of fact, if I were to ask you, what what is the number one destroyer of joy in your life? And I think for most people, they would say it would probably be some form of anxiety. It's some internal anxiousness, nervousness, fear, stress, worry over the unknown and what's going to happen, what could happen, the hypotheticals that could come to pass. So here's what I want us to ask as we dive into the Christmas story today. What would you do, or pardon me, what do you do when you are anxious? And maybe what ought you, should, what ought you to do when you are anxious? We're going to be looking at Mary's account, kind of looking through the lens of Mary, through her eyes, the Christmas story, especially the front end of the Christmas story as it is unpacked for us in the Gospel of Luke chapter 1 today, okay? So let's take a look at that together, starting with verse 26. Here's what we're told. God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of King David. Real quick, two fulfillments of prophecy that um, Luke just kind of slips in there. That the Messiah, the Son of God, as he comes, the anointed one, he'll be born of a virgin, and he'll be a descendant of King David from the Old Testament. He's showing you the stars are aligning around this child that we're about to find out more about, okay? And he goes on to say, or it goes on to say, Gabriel appeared to her and said, and let's read the highlighted words together, okay? Greetings, favored, okay, this is an important term, we'll come back to it in in just a second. Greetings, favored woman, the Lord is with you, confused and disturbed, I think those two words are a beautiful description of anxiety, don't you? If you've ever felt anxious, you've ever had a panic attack, it is confusing, discombobulating, it is disturbing, down to the, you are, you are, it has disrupted everything inside of you. You can't even think straight, can you? And that's where she was right in this moment. She's feeling some anxiousness. Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. 
And I love that the angel and the first thing that he says to her, he says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. That's right. And just a quick little kind of backstory on angels. Angel was not a description of the type of being that they were. It was literally a job description. Angel just meant that they were messengers, that they were bringing a message from God, okay? And this is what he was employed to do, and, and this is his job before God, is to speak what God would say. He's speaking the words of God, and I love that the first thing that he would want to say to her when he sees the anxiousness in her heart is, it's okay. Don't be afraid. You don't, don't let anxiety take over right now. Don't let your anxiousness start making choices for you right now. Don't let it become your master. Don't let it take over. Don't let it have control. I want you to choose something else, okay? And he tells us in verse 26, keep, we'll keep going. He says, uh, and the angel told her, for you have found favor with God. Okay, there it is again. You, you know, here you are, he's highly favored. Favor with God. A favor is just another way of saying that God has given you his grace, that he has chosen to work in a powerful way in your life, and he is choosing you. And what's interesting is that this favor was not an instant like, this is now going to be your ticket to fame and fortune and success. Not at all. No one had more favor than Mary. But Mary, if she could come and talk to you today, she would say, and you need to understand, I was ridiculed. I was, I was left by many of my friends and even my family, turned their back on me, did not understand. I mean, just imagine a teenage girl in this little town of Nazareth that shows up pregnant. Teenage girls that show up pregnant, nobody says, oh, it must have been immaculate conception, right? No, no one says, you know, when she starts saying, well, the daddy is God. Oh, yeah, and the baby's God, too. You're like, What? That's not, I've been to health class. That's not how that works, okay? Everybody would question her. And people were walking out on her, even her own family walking out on her. And, and, and maybe even the man that she loved, he almost did walk out on her. And she experienced a great deal of rejection and pain throughout her life. And even this baby, this, this oldest uh, born son, Jesus, he's rejected. He's persecuted and murdered before her very eyes. But she trusts God through all. He is with her. He is giving favor and grace to go through all that she has to face. And in the end, this son, Jesus, becomes the answer for the world's problems. He is the solution to what ails this world. And this is why Mary has been venerated, celebrated, praised. Right down to this day, we're still talking about her because of her amazing faith. That she had favor, yes, but it was not an instant flip a switch and we won't have any problems kind of a, a situation. And so the angel goes on to say, he says, you will conceive and give birth to a son and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and be called son of the most high, Right? The Lord God, let's keep going. The Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. So she's hearing this going, 
I have heard stories from the time I was a little girl that someday that God would bring his Messiah to earth, but never in my wildest dreams thought that he would do it like this, through me. Oh my goodness. So there's this excitement and terror all at the same time. And this is what happens when God calls us to join him in his work. When he shows you a place where he's saying, I'm calling you to come and join me. I want you to step out and help this person. I want you to serve me. I want you to, whatever he might be doing. It's always to, to go with God. You can't stay where you are and go with God. It creates some stress because it's gonna cause you to step out of your comfort zone and you gotta trust him. And in the process of trusting him, you will find great joy in it and I'm sure the question that she's asking that every person would ask if God's asking them to do something scary and out of their comfort zone is what's going to become of me what's going to happen to me like when my parents are going to are they, are they going to are they going to trust me are they going to what are they going to think what are my friends going to think what is the man that I love what is he going to think is he going to leave will he even understand will he stay with me my life will never be the same and, and it, that is so true. When you begin to follow God and you step out, he's going to change everything for the better. And it's really interesting at this point, she stops and asks a very practical question in the very next verse. Mary asks the angel, but, let's say it together, but how, right? Like this young teenage girl, she's thinking, I do not have a category for what you're talking about. I, how can this happen? I am a virgin, right? You know, I don't mean to like, get into something that seems unsavory at church, but she's just like, I mean, I know a little bit about how that works, but I, 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 don't, I, don't, I don't even know how. How, how, how is that gonna happen? I don't know how, right? She's, just, she's acting a very practical question. And there are times where I know in my own life where God's asked me to do things and I go, God, how? I, I, I don't have the experience. I don't have the education. I don't have the money. I don't, have, I don't feel like I have the energy or the time. How? Right? But I'm going to bring you what I have, right? I'm going to bring my little fishes and loaves and let you do what you're going to do with it, right? I love this. The angel says, you're not going to have to do anything, Right? He replied, the Holy Spirit will come upon you. The power of the Most High will overshadow you so that, so the baby to be born will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. What is more, your relative Elizabeth has become pregnant in her old age. Now, this is an interesting uh, moment here that Gabriel's bringing up. Hey, your relative Elizabeth that is very old, beyond the ages of, of, of bearing children, she is pregnant. I know you don't know that. You know, there was no way for um, Elizabeth to be able to text or email, you know, Mary to let her know and send her a picture. Look at me at three months. Like, no, <laughs> that was not happening. People did not, even though they were, you know, relatively close to each other, they, she did not, she had no idea. But I love the fact that God here is saying, you're not going to have to go this alone. I'm going to give you somebody to go through this with. And not just any somebody, but somebody who's a little bit further along, who's already been through what you're going through. And in addition to that, there are going to be not a stranger, but a family member, somebody who loves you already, somebody who really cares about you. 
I'm going to provide you somebody like that. This is God's kindness. And he knew that Mary would not do well if she did this all by herself. Like, it's too scary. It's, the anxiety might cause her to make poor decisions, but she needed somebody. You need somebody when you're going through times that threaten to rob your joy. You need other people to encourage you, to walk with you, to pray with you as you go through it. Um, he goes on to say this, and I love this phrase right here. He says, people, this is something that people used to do, but I wanted us to say it together. People used to say she was barren, but she has conceived a son and is now in her sixth month. Gabriel is showing her there is something that used to be true of Elizabeth, that used to be true about her identity and about her reality in this world, but because of God being with God, he has radically redefined who she is and what she's going to be able to do. She is now capable of things that people used to say she could never do. And that, ladies and gentlemen, may be why you came here today, that God is going to do the same thing in you this Christmas to show you he wants to do something in and through your life that you used to say, other people used to say, nah, that's impossible. Because He's saying, for Elizabeth, people used to say, she's barren. She can't have a baby. She's way beyond the years of, that women can have children. But look at her now. She's six months pregnant with a baby. And, and here's Mary. People used to say about you, Mary, you're young, you are poor, and you are female. All of these things are true. And in a first century mindset, that would exclude Mary from being used by God to do anything significant. Because all three of these things were stacked against her in a world, and in an economy, and in a worldview system that had been adopted in her day that might made right. And people with power, people with money, they make all the rules. But God went and intentionally picked somebody who had no power, who had no influence who had no money, who, who, who couldn't on her own do anything to really change the, the condition or shape of the world and history. And God says, I'm about to change everything through you. And what's so brilliant is that even though other people used to say this about you, Mary, and say, well, she couldn't do anything significant for God, God chooses her to do the most significant act of obedience, stepping out to follow him that he has ever asked anybody ever to do. This is amazing. And maybe God would want you to see today that just because people used to say, or maybe they currently say some things about you that might have been true up to now, but he wants you to know that that doesn't always need to be so. That's not always going to be so. And maybe you would say, yeah, people used to say I was, you know, I was unusable to God. I'm damaged goods. Maybe you thought that about yourself. You know, who, how could God use a girl like you or a guy like you? Like, I, you know, or maybe you, people used to say, oh yeah, he's running from God. He's got a hard heart towards God. She would never turn back. She would never be used by God. But now God is showing you nobody is beyond the reach of God. But now, but now God has started to work in your life and to show you, yes, his grace, his favor is extended to you too. 
His joy can be found even in your current situation that is threatening to rob your joy all the time. You see, Gabriel is showing Mary here, this is why it is possible. This is how the, what I'm telling you can be possible. In verse 37, he says, for nothing, for nothing, let's say it together, for nothing will be impossible with God. Now that's the secret right there. What used to be true of you is no longer going to be true. What used to be impossible is now going to be possible with God. And maybe some of you today need to hear that, that now I need to invite God in the middle of this relationship, in the middle of our finances, in the middle of our future plans, and begin to pray, God, what do you want us to do? What, what would you have us do? And here's uh, Mary's response. I love it. It's so beautiful here. She says this. Mary responded, I am the Lord's servant. In other words, you're the master. I'm the servant. You are the leader. I am the follower. This is the dynamic that I was made and created to work in in this life. I cannot be my own Messiah. I can't fix all of this stuff. I can't figure all this out, but I can follow where you lead. That's what I can do. May everything that you have said about me come true. Everything that you desire for me, God, I want that. I want that to come to pass. And then the angel left her. In other words, Mary is saying, in so many words, she's saying, I fully accept whatever the Lord's will is. I choose your kingdom to come, your will to be done on earth, in me, right here, in my story, as it is in heaven. Long before Jesus even gave the, the Lord's prayer, this is what she's praying. She's showing us this is the way. This is the path to joy. This is the path with God and out of anxiety. She understood that in life we have a choice. You can choose God's path. Or you can reject it and you can say, no, I don't want that path. I don't want that struggle. I don't want that difficulty, God. And, and I'm resentful and I'm angry that you would even bring that into my life. I'm upset. And, and I'm, uh, I feel like you owe me better, God. And that tends to spill over into under the relationship. Everybody owes me better. Everybody owes me more. Everybody owes me. And that I truly believe that the anxiety, the stress, the worry that is so pervasive in our world today has caused many, many people to live just like that. Everybody, including God, owes me better. And there's a chip on their shoulder, they're angry, upset, and they don't see any way out. And you can go to endless counseling, therapy, and you will never get fixed because you're starting in the wrong place. You see... Mary understood you can choose that resentfulness or you can say, you know what? I'm gonna embrace God's plan, his will for me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna follow his promises and find joy in those. What people used to say is not gonna define my current reality or my future. I'm gonna listen to God. What, is, what do you say, God? I trust you. You see, when Mary was anxious, what did she do? She, she chose to, let's say it together, she chose to trust God and accept his plan. Now, that seems like almost overly simple. Like, wow, 
But if we can be real and be honest, most even Christian people are not doing that. They don't do that. They're like, she, they don't trust God. They trust themselves. They trust their money. They trust in their success, their ability to them to get out and make something of themselves, right? And it's not that we aren't going to try to work hard. Of course we do, but we're trusting in God. But we don't trust in his plan. We trust in our own plan and ask God to bless it, right? So God is just a way to get what we want. Like, as long as you're giving me what I want, God, then yeah, I'd like you to be in my life. The moment I stop getting what I want, this is when we tend to see people disappear from church. And I just, I'm just being honest with you. I don't want this to be your situation or your story or mine. And Mary is showing us this is the way to joy. And I love that as soon as that conversation between Mary and Gabriel is over, check out what she does. She goes straight home, and what does she do? She packs a bag. Where's she going? Let's look. At that time, Mary got ready. And let's say it together, she hurried like she's in a hurry where is she in a hurry to go to a town in the hill country of judea where she entered zachariah's home wait a minute zachariah is married to elizabeth where is she home and greeted elizabeth she goes to see this relative that, that gabriel told her she gets it and she's a little further ahead and she could be a great friend to you a, a kindred spirit through this time we all need somebody like that. And I want you to watch how God brings confirmation and affirmation to Mary's life through her relative Elizabeth. This is such a beautiful picture of God's favor and grace on her, and he will do the same thing for you, but you gotta, you gotta get up, and you gotta pack a bag, and you gotta go somewhere. You gotta put some effort. What I mean by that is not necessarily, not, not literally leave home, but that you gotta put some effort into this, right? You may have to go pursue a relationship like this, but watch how God brings confirmation to her. We're told, at the sound of Mary's greeting, Elizabeth's child, let's say it together, leaped. Whoa! Now, I have never been pregnant. I know that's surprising, right? But my wife's been pregnant three times. I've seen a lot of pregnant ladies, and I felt a lot of kicking babies. And I can't imagine if a baby literally leaped. Now, some of you mamas in here can say, oh, I felt like my baby was trying to jump out of my tummy, you know, a few times. But yeah, like you would be like, you are not going to miss that, right? That is going to get your attention. Elizabeth's child leapt within her, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, God gives his Holy Spirit for an objective. He, he's given it for a reason. Now, what is it? Here's the question I want us to think about before we go any further. What did God reveal to Elizabeth through the Holy Spirit? What was, what was the Holy Spirit there to do? Okay, let's take a look at the next verse. Elizabeth gave a glad cry. Ah! Okay. <laughs> I mean, just share something I have observed. I'm a dad of three daughters girls, ladies, sometimes when they see somebody they love and they're excited to see them, they sometimes greet them with, ah! <laughs> I have never once had a, you know, a bro, a good friend, my brother, another pastor to say, Will, ah! Like, <laughs> never happened. Never once, right? And now that I think about it, it kind of hurts my feelings. I may uh, be a little excited to see me. Anyway, but it's so fun that she was so excited to see Mary. Now, now think about this for a second. They have not talked yet. 
Mary has not shared a thing with Elizabeth and listen to what comes out of Elizabeth's mouth because of the Holy Spirit. God has blessed you above all women. She's affirming that what God is doing in you is the greatest gift he has ever given any woman. This is beautiful. And, 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 and ladies, we don't even get the privilege. Men don't get the privilege of what you get to do. It's beautiful. It is awesome. And we downplay it too much these days. It is gorgeous what God is doing right here. It's awesome. And it is happening to so many that get to carry life. And we live in a day where sometimes that gets downplayed more than it should. But I love how she affirms and celebrates. You are blessed. And not just you. Your child is blessed. Why am I so honored that the mother of my Lord, Yahweh God, the Lord God Almighty, the mother of my Lord should visit me in my house? They've never talked Elizabeth, she, Mary's not even told her she's pregnant. The Holy Spirit revealed all this to her, showed her so that she could affirm. I'm sure that Mary, the whole way there, she's, and her little teenage mind is going, am I crazy? Did I really just hear this? Is this really going to come to pass? Is this, I mean, you get, you know, all this time to think, and sometimes you start second-guessing yourself. You're questioning everything. She needed somebody to say, you're not crazy, girl. And this is what God told you. And you're on the right path and you're doing the right thing. Hold on to your joy. Hold on to God's promises. Don't let go. Don't let go. That's exactly what Elizabeth did for her. In verse 44, she says, And when I heard your greeting, the baby in my womb, let's say it together, jumped for joy. Wow. Now, here's a quick little backstory. Earlier in chapter one of Luke, whenever the same angel, by the way, Gabriel, came to Zechariah, this baby's daddy, which, by the way, we find out later is John, who becomes John the Baptist or John the Baptizer. Whenever the angel comes to Zechariah and he says, you and your wife are gonna have this child in your old age, I know, sounds amazing, but you're gonna have this baby, and the baby is going to have the Holy Spirit from before the child is born, Okay? One of the, the, the only time that we see God do this, right? And the purpose, the express purpose for which, again, the Holy Spirit was given for a purpose, is that so that John could be used by God to be the forerunner, the proclaimer of the Messiah, to tell everybody, prepare your hearts for the Son of the living God is coming. He's bringing his kingdom, and you can be a part of it, but you've got to prepare your hearts. You've got to repent of your sin, turn away from your sins. And what's interesting is that we often think about John started that ministry out in the wilderness when he's eating locusts and honey and doing weird stuff like that, but here's John in the womb. Think about him like a little fetus going, he's here, he's here, he's right there. Prepare your hearts. He starts preaching and worshiping and praising God in his mama's womb right here. What a beautiful picture. God, again, affirming and confirming to Mary, you're not crazy. I got you. Hold on to your joy. This is going to be a crazy ride, but I'm going to be with you the whole time. I hope you're getting joy from that. I hope you're getting some confidence and, and some assurance today that whatever you're going through, God can do that with you too. 
Now, in verse 45, I love how Elizabeth wraps up this conversation. Verse 45, she says, you are blessed, right? What do you mean, Elizabeth? How is she blessed? Why is she blessed? I mean, don't you want to be blessed? How, how did she get there? Is there anything that she did participating with God's favor, his grace, his activity that she did that enhanced this blessing? Actually, actually yes, she did. Here is why she's blessed. Because you, let's say it together, you believed that the Lord would do what he said. You trusted him, and then you stepped out on it. You acted on it. You put it into practice. You remember back in Luke chapter 7, the end of the Sermon on the Mount, we just looked at it a couple of weeks ago, the rock, the house that was built on a rock, you remember what the rock was? It was those who hear these words of mine, and they put them into practice. They live it out. That is exactly what Elizabeth is celebrating and spotlighting in Mary. God blesses those who trust his word and live it out because it shows that you truly are his follower. You are the servant. He is the master. And it is a blessed way to live. It's beautiful. So let's talk about what did God provide for Mary to cope with her anxiety? Because what he provided for her, he provides for you and I, as a matter of fact, that can help us to cope with ours. Number one, he gave his word. Now, he gave his word in the first century to Mary through Gabriel. But guess what? He's given you and I, and we forget how beautiful and how freely and open and available, just a couple of clicks away on the internet, we have access to God's word. And we don't utilize it not near enough to let its promises, to let its guidance be a part of our regular lives there is great joy when we start to say, I'm going to trust in this. People used to say, and I used to follow what people say, but I'm going to trust this because this is what God says. And I remember one of my seminary professors, I'll never forget it. He said, anytime you feel overwhelmed with the, all the voices of the world, what people are saying, what, what, what you think, like, I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to live that down. Listen, God plus anyone is always a majority. God plus any person, any woman, any man is always a majority. Listen to what he's saying. Do where he's leading. Do it. Live it. Step out. He gives his word. Number two, he gives his grace, his favor. And I really believe those could be interchangeable because it is his favor is an act of his grace. It is him saying, I'm choosing to work in your life. But you've got to cooperate. You, you have to choose, just like Mary, to say, yes, I'm your servant. I will follow. Everything that you said, I want it to come to pass for me. Everything you desire for my life, God, may it come to pass. Let that be your prayer today. Number three, he gave her an Elizabeth, okay? He gave her a person who was a little bit older, who had already been through as part of what she's about to go through. Someone who is more experienced, has more perspective, has more wisdom to share. And this Elizabeth in your life could be male or female, right? It just happened to be female because, you know, if you're needing somebody to comfort a pregnant woman, it would be really good if it was another pregnant woman, right? That just makes sense. But God can use anybody to be an Elizabeth in your life. And Elizabeth, I love how she begins immediately speaking this truth of God over 
Mary that encourages her and helps her to take the next step to trust God and the next step begins to speak that truth over her. And she, she needed that confirmation in that moment to be able to have that joy, that contentment and confidence that God is going to make everything all right in the end. He's going to bring it all together. And ultimately, I can trust him. And after this beautiful affirmation and, and love and words from the Holy Spirit that were given to uh, Mary, we see that, um, well, before I dive into that, let me just say this really quick, because if you're looking for someone who is going to be an Elizabeth for your life, let me just say, and even just in this room right here, we have people who have lived a lot of life, and you, would, you, you are a little bit further ahead of a lot of other people. That's a nice way of saying that you've got a few more years on some of the, uh, the rest of the people in the room, but you bring with you perspective and wisdom. You bring with you maybe some scars, that you have learned to trust God through some very hard times. And I want to encourage you, just like Elizabeth, that you would listen to the Holy Spirit. Look for those people around you that may be in this congregation, maybe in your family, you work around, you live around them, that God wants you to come alongside them and to be their Elizabeth. You want, he wants you to encourage them. He wants you to help them to, re, to, to know that they're not crazy and remind them that God is with them and that he can be trusted, and his word is a bedrock that they can come back to and act upon, and it will give them confidence and joy for the future. And, and I just encourage you to, to step out and be willing to help those around you, and let God, if he puts people on your heart, to at least just say, hey, I know you're going through something really tough right now. If you need a listening ear, if you just need somebody to pray with, somebody that can encourage you, just know I'm here. For some people, that could be a game changer. That could be incredible. I bet you most people have never had anybody say that to them, and I encourage you to do that. And here's the last verse I want to share with you from Luke chapter 1, verse 47. This is from the Magnificat, this beautiful praise song that just came out of Mary after all this beautiful affirmation from Elizabeth. She says in verse 30, uh, 47, she says, my spirit finds its joy or it rejoices in God my Savior like I have found this is where I found my joy and I pray that you will today too and here's the prayer I'm asking you to pray with me it's simply saying Lord Jesus I trust you with the situation that's been robbing my joy the situation that's just been so hard I am your servant may everything that you have said or desire for me come true I want what you want, God. I'm going to lead us in a prayer in just a moment, and I want to ask you in that prayer, would you just lay before God whatever that thing is that's been robbing your joy? Maybe it's a person. Maybe it's a situation. Maybe it's strain on your family in some way. I don't know, but would you bring it to God and just say, Lord, right now, I'm tired of letting this take my joy. And I want to just remind myself and I'm going to say it out loud I am the servant you're the master I follow you and I know that with you there's a way through this valley this dark valley the storm of life right now would you trust him would you be willing to do that and just tell him everything that you desire from me I want that may your kingdom come your will be done on earth as it is in heaven in me would you tell him that today let's go before the Lord in prayer right now Lord Jesus we thank you for your love 
I thank you, God, so much that you've given us such hope, such encouragement through this beautiful story that you've done in and through Mary. But the principles are universal for all of us today. And I pray for every person that's here that say, yes, I have something that's been robbing my joy and I want to bring it before God right now and I'm going to tell him, I trust you, Lord, to help me deal with this situation, this person, this difficulty. It's hard, God. And I find myself sinking down into worry and anxiety and depression at times, but I want to choose joy. I want to choose to trust you to praise you even in this storm right now would you tell him just say God I praise you that there's a way through with you I trust you and right now all across this room if you know there's an area that God is telling you I want you to trust me as we work through this storm together would you just say as, a, as an amen and a yes to God would you raise your hand right now I just want to pray for you God I thank you for every hand going up that you would just say to these folks Move on their spirit. Let them know you are with them, that you love them, and you're going to get them through this. We praise you for it, God. Would you just tell him, thank you. God, I know you're going to be with me all the way through from beginning to end. I trust you. I want to take it one day at a time. You may lower your hands. And for anyone who can hear my voice online in the room right now that would say, I want God in my life. I want to follow him. And like Mary said, I want him to know that I call him my master and my leader. And I am his follower, his servant. And here's how you do that. Would you just pray right where you are? Just say, Lord Jesus, I ask that you would forgive my sin. I'm trusting that when you died on the cross, that was to pay the penalty for all sin, for all time. And I want to ask you to forgive my sin and that you would be the leader and Lord of my life from this moment forward. If you just ask Jesus Christ to forgive your sin and be the leader and Lord of your life, would you just boldly lift your hand and online just tell us, I just gave my life to Christ, I just committed him. Right now, all across the room, would you just lift your hand wherever you are, God bless you, right back over here to say yes to Jesus. God bless the two of you right over here on the left side, anybody in the balcony your life to Christ. God bless you girls. Right up here on the top on the right, I see you. Anybody else? Father, thank you, sweetheart, right there. Thank you, Lord, for all those opening up their heart to you today. May you help lead us as we go through this Christmas season and into 2024. God, as your people following your lead by your spirit, we pray it all in the amazing name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen. Once again, thanks for listening. If you live in the Brazos Valley, we would love for you to engage with us at one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and information about our fabulous children's and student environments, visit us at brazosfellowship.com. That's brazosfellowship.com.